Behold the Lamb of God. Here's a question. What's your spirit animal? A spirit animal is an animal that corresponds or fits really well with your personality. Do you have a spirit animal? You look like a spirit animal. (laughs) I had a friend in seminary, Stephen Rooney, who was really impulsive and very energetic and a little goofy. And uh, if you ever had to describe Stephen Rooney to somebody without getting to meet Stephen Rooney, all you needed was two words, golden retriever. (laughs) You've now met Stephen Rooney. In college, I had some friends who would keep a whiteboard up in one of the spaces where we hung out, and each month they would write a new category at the top. What Star Wars character are you? Or what kind of music are you? And one month, the category was, what is your spirit animal? So they would pick different people and write their names down. And uh, one month, when this was the category, they wrote down my name, Sam, and they wrote canary. Like bird in the coal mine. But, God bless Dennis, he was kind enough not just to write my name, but to write in smaller letters underneath, with the marker, an explanation. And he wrote canary, because he is always singing, and if anything bad happened, he would be the first to die. (laughs) With friends like that. Why would God, the king of the universe who made all things, choose to go by the name, the spirit animal, if you will, that John the Baptist uses for him? Behold the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world. There are some nice things about lambs and about sheep. They're innocent, they're simple, You can shear them and get a nice warm sweater out of it, but they're not the brightest. You need pens to keep them in. Even in their pens, they don't quite know where they're going. John the Baptist has a little more in mind than just that. He has in mind the Passover lamb. Maybe you remember this from the book of Exodus, or maybe you remember watching that seven-hour movie, The Ten Commandments. And God instructs the Israelites, as they're being rescued from Egypt on the last night that they're there, for each family to slay and to roast a lamb that they eat standing around their table, standing because they could be called at any minute out of Egypt uh, to go as a nation into the promised land. And they're instructed by God to take the blood from this lamb and to paint it on their doorposts. And the angel of death who passes over Egypt that night, when the angel sees the blood of the lamb, passes over and leaves that family spared, unharmed. John the Baptist is thinking about that. Because Jesus, not a lamb raised on a farm, but the lamb 
of God, he's the fulfillment of that Passover meal. What we experience when we come to Mass is just that. The lamb is sacrificed and eaten as a meal. We eat the flesh of the Lamb of God. And the wine that became part of the Passover ritual, the wine that Jesus used when he celebrated the Passover with his disciples, becomes not wine anymore, but really his blood. The blood of the Lamb that not just covers us and protects us, but goes within us and transforms us from within. When God chose to save the world, he could have said, I want lambs or sacrifices of other things to be what saves my people. But instead he said, no, I want you. I want my son. And the only reason God came to save us through his son, Jesus Christ, is to make us holy. St. Paul says it very simply in the second reading today. Who are we? We are called to be holy. What does that mean, to be holy? My favorite definition of holiness comes from a song by Matt Marr, and he says that holiness is Christ in you. So holiness is letting God into our lives, letting both our gifts and our challenges become a channel that lets him communicate his life into the world. Holiness is our main mission in life. If we accomplish nothing else, God has made us to be holy. But to become holy, we probably don't need to leave where we live. To become holy, you may not need to know a different group of people from the people you already know. If you're a parent trying to figure out how to love your kids, God is calling you to holiness through that. And if you're a kid trying to figure out why your parents make no sense. God is calling you to holiness through that too. Or if God is asking us for just a little more space of silence and quiet, maybe an extra five minutes without your phone this week to be with him, he's calling us to holiness in that. Simple things but our main mission in life. And holiness is a state, something we're working toward with God's help and only with God's help. It's not something we can do on our own. And we could call that state being blessed, something we're moving toward. But the fact that we're called by God right now, already, means that we're blessed in a different way. Just blessed that we're called. And so, in a couple of moments, after the preparation of the gifts and at the end of the Eucharistic prayer, 
I'll genuflect and pick up the chalice and the host, and I'll say these words that we pray together. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb.